need to run! I need a weapon. Weapon? This is all I've got. It's enough. Game Pass has an edge on the competition because Microsoft is willing to release its biggest exclusives day and date on the surface. Psychonauts 2 and Forza Horizon 5 are big games that carry a lot of weight, but Halo is the crown jewel of Microsoft's first-party stable. It's an unprecedented strategy to make a huge exclusive a part of a subscription service, and Microsoft has sacrificed a lot of boxed copy sales to make it happen. Now that Halo Infinite is here, has this risky gauntlet paid off, or is Master Chief more at home inside a jewel case where you simply get what you pay for? Let's find out if Halo Infinite is a game pass or a game fail. Halo Infinite opens with the leader of a race called The Banished, defeating Master Chief in a massive war set on Zeta Halo. Six months later, a pilot recovers him floating in space and tells him the Spartan forces have lost the war. Undeterred, Chief decides to finish the fight on his own. We need help, not heroics. No, we do our duty. Protect humanity, whatever the cost. He then recovers an AI known as The Weapon, whose job was to capture and destroy Chief's former pal, Cortana, who went rogue in the previous game. The pair must head out on the rings of Zeta Halo and take control away from the Banished and figure out what happened to Cortana. Wow, look at this place. It's so... full of more monsters coming to kill us. If you've never played a Halo game before, the story is completely incomprehensible. The opening cutscenes reference all kinds of previous events, and there's no attempt to catch new players up on even basic happenings like Cortana going rogue. I think I'm with you. I didn't even know what a Banished was an hour ago, and even I can see the odds aren't great. There are plenty of audio logs scattered across the environments, but they fail to provide enough context to keep them from sounding like gibberish. While the story can be hard to follow for noobs, all the game's characters help carry the story with their distinct personalities. Incoming. But what if it's a friend? It isn't. There's the stoic Master Chief, the smart and inquisitive weapon, the hubris-laden Banished leaders, and the comedic grunts. Halo Infinite's gameplay is split into two halves, but what ties them together is the excellent gunplay. One of the defining aspects of Halo is that you can only hold two weapons, and thus you are frequently switching them based on the enemies you face. You always have to make trade-offs with your loadout. There are generic ammo stations in Halo Infinite, so you don't have to switch quite as much, but you'll still be a stronger player if you learn the nuance of each gun. The other main addition to Halo Infinite's gameplay is a new tactical ability slot highlighted by a grappling hook. This gives you a lot of mobility, both vertically to climb levels and horizontally to get out of trouble. The vehicles still feel like they're made out of paper. It's been a part of the series from the beginning, and love it or hate it, nothing has been changed for Infinite. Halo Infinite has two types of missions. Indoor missions play like a traditional linear corridor shooter. There are some open spaces sprinkled in along with various enemy types and bosses. Then there's what makes Halo Infinite distinct, its open world. There are banished outposts to take over like Assassin's Creed, leaders to kill, and Spartans to save. Thanks for that, you saved my ass, Spartan. It's a lot smaller than you would expect, with a lot fewer icons to clear than the typical open world game. It keeps things focused while still providing diversions for players who want them. Halo's gameplay style doesn't fit as well with wide open spaces, and the resulting encounters aren't as tight as those taking place indoors. Peel back your
The move to the open world hasn't created as much progression as you might expect. The primary goal is finding Spartan cores, which allow you to upgrade your shield and tactical abilities, but there are only a couple dozen in the entire game. The other main upgrade path has you acquiring new vehicles and weapons to deploy at the bases you take over. Defeating special enemies earns you blueprints for special versions of enemy weapons. You can easily complete the game without deploying much gear, so it's more of a bonus than anything. The most interesting collectible is new multiplayer costumes, which is the only link between the campaign and multiplayer. If there is a negative, it's that the game is harder than we expected. The previous Halo games were designed such that heroic was the intended difficulty, but Halo Infinite is built around normal. Most of the smaller enemies aren't difficult in isolation, but the game throws tons of them at you, especially out in the open world. While you're dealing with the little guys, the brutes are charging and the snipers are trying to blast Chief's helmet off. It can definitely get hectic, and thankfully, most enemies stay dead when you respawn. Game Pass includes nearly every Halo game under the sun, but it can be argued that Infinite is one of the best. The first two games don't hold up especially well anymore, but Halo 3 does. There are plenty of other first-person shooters available to match your taste, whether it's Battlefield, Doom, Wolfenstein, Quake, or even Destiny 2 on PC. Open-world shooters are in shorter supply. Just Cause 4 is the purest example, though it's a third-person shooter and more focused on mayhem than shooting. The modern Fallout games are also open-world shooters, but their focus is mostly on their RPG elements. Beyond that, you have survival games like Ark, Survival Evolved, and Grounded, which are first-person with large worlds, but not much actual shooting. Now it's time to find out, is Halo Infinite a game pass or a game fail? Target elimination confirmed, but we're not out of the woods yet. We're still pinching ourselves wondering how we just played a brand new Halo game for around $10. And best of all, Halo Infinite manages to right the Spartan ship. The gunplay feels great, and the grappling hook is an addition that should stay in the series from here on out. The indoor levels are well designed, and while the open world doesn't work quite as well, its tight focus means you're not checking thousands of doodads off dozens of lists. The story is a mess for newcomers, but the game's personality still shines. The most interesting aspect is the game's place in Game Pass as a whole. With the multiplayer cut out, Halo Infinite would be a tough sell at full price. One could argue that the entire package has been compromised somewhat with the multiplayer's move to free-to-play monetization. But with Game Pass, that doesn't matter, as you're getting a great campaign without paying a big chunk of money for it. The question of what this means for Microsoft's future games is important as the company starts to ramp up its output. But that's still a year away. Either way, Halo Infinite is a Game Pass. Thanks for watching Game Pass or Fail in 2021, and we'll see you in the new year.